for joining us again for another edition of Talking Tigs. I wish you could say it was a great edition of Talking Tigs, but we are uh, coming to you on the heels of LSU baseball, uh, losing to Southern Miss and losing in the regional and not advancing to the super regional as we might have all hoped. So we we have that cloud hanging over this podcast, but uh, you know we're just going to uh, you know, it's going to be a, a tell the truth Mondays, kind of like Coach O might used to do. And we're going to do it that way. And we're going to move on. And we're going to keep it short and sweet because no, no need to dwell too much on the past. Because I think, uh, and, you know, and Tommy and Daniel remotely might agree with me. It's, you know, some of this is just out of our control. Uh, the talent we had gave us the season that brought us this far, but you know, there, there's obviously some missing elements to the team and that's, that's where it is. But I uh, hope everyone had a great Memorial day weekend. I know I sure did. Hopefully you did too. I, I imagine Daniel sh- sure is. Cause he's, I mean, he's still on uh, what, what do they call it? Greenwich? No, it's standard Meridian time. I don't know. He's, he's over there. Greenwich village time, right? Something, Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he's, he's living it up over there in Dublin. I, I think he was watching the game on his, some old school iPad or. That thing, that thing looked like he was watching it on a, <laughs> on one of those tube TVs. It was, it was yeah, like yeah. this Laria, this tiny little screen and big, big plastic uh, bezel. <laughs> yeah. So I hope Daniel listens later so that we know we're, uh, we're we're, uh, we're picking on him so he can re- respond accordingly. But yeah, I mean it's it's cool that he's still able to watch it. I don't know. I guess yeah. this PN online plus whatever it doesn't translate the same internationally. Heads up to our, yeah, I guess heads up to our our, our listeners that that may be thinking they can watch something abroad uh, when it comes time, but you, you might not be able to. But there's always you know of course uh, you know somebody's personal live it may not be legal quote unquote downstream but hey uh, you know do what you got to do that's what daniel did um so yeah let's uh well, but we cannot know. confirm or deny whether he did that but yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> i i do not work for interpol i am i i can confirm nor the deny nothing but uh tommy just want to check in with you man since it's it's you and i again while he's uh abroad doing doing his thing um and I had a pretty good week. It was an exciting weekend. Loved watching the Tigers come back twice, uh, actually three times in this last game. But um, uh, you know, just wasn't meant to be, I guess. But um, uh, I don't know. I, I I don't feel as as downtrodden as I as I have in uh, previous exits from postseason play from a you know an LSU team. But you know, it's I, I still feel pretty good. But obviously, you know, we, we wanted more. But I don't know. How do you well, feel about it? I mean, I, I think it's it's disappointing, but I mean, this is that's exactly. I feel like this this ending is exactly our team. Like it fits our team perfectly. You know, like we went two and zero and looked great, and you know, looked like almost like a team of destiny. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna come in here as a as a, a team that's been kind of written off, and we're gonna win this regional and end up hosting because with Miami losing. Like we would have been hosting, I guess we would have been hosting Ole Miss, right? Or Arizona. Yeah. And either way, it's like pick pick your you know pick your adventure, your storyline. You got LSU playing uh, the the father of one of their teammates, you know, one of the and the, and the potential coach from last year. 
Yeah, exactly. And not only that, but they, the last time they were in Baton Rouge, they swept us. Yeah. So there was a lot of writing on that one. And then what's your other storyline? It's none other than Jay Johnson's last team. And we'd have been facing <laughs> Arizona in the box, you know, for like, this is what, right, of, right around the time. It was like slightly more than a year ago yeah. where he was coaching his team in Omaha. So you had that storyline. Uh, unfortunately, neither gets to play out, and LSU kind of just falls by the wayside. And you know, there you go. But uh, but I mean, it doesn't really surprise me. And I'm not, uh, you know, I think again, it was a breakdown of pitching. Like uh, Hilliard looked decent, not, but uh, you know, not true, not locked down. Yeah. I think he had a, he had a, a, a I wouldn't even say a good outing. He had an okay outing, but he only had three innings pitched. And this is something we talked about on the last podcast is like if LSU is going to succeed in high level, you know, championship baseball, we're going to need our starter. And, and especially like our number one guy, which Mikhail Hilliard is, is supposed, you know, it's one thing if Mikhail Hilliard is our three guy or our four guy, but when he's supposed to be your ace, your number one guy, and he only goes three innings, that just, it, it, it it's tough after that. So then you have Gervais come in, who's been a little, you know, a little bit inconsistent. Now he's, he actually, I mean, he pitched pretty well, um, zero earned runs for three innings. But after that, and when he kind of started to lose it, then you have a, a parade of one, two, three, four, five, five pitchers in three innings. And, you know, you're not, you just, I don't know. I just don't think you're going to, and every one of them except for one gave up a gave up a run. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily like, you know, it wasn't the the situational type stuff that you see sometimes where it's like, okay, this guy comes in and he just strikes out two guys because he's he just has their number and then now he's now he he leaves because that was all part of the plan. It was definitely more of a okay, he just he just gave up a run. We need to let's let's get somebody else in. Like he looks like he's struggling. Um, I mean, Jacob Hasty didn't even, didn't even make it through, uh, one out. Right. <laughs> so, right. so, um, it's just, it, it's kind of tough, but again, like it's not, um, our, our bats kept us in it. We were in it the whole time. Um, we had a really nice rally where we were, what we were down. Um, was it seven, seven four? to four? Yeah. Seven, seven four, four down seven, four. And, and we have a nice rally that brings us back. Um, I, I, I think that was, that was good. And I enjoyed watching it, but I, I can't say I'm, uh, you know, can't say I'm surprised, but I also, it doesn't make it any less, uh, disappointing, I guess. No, no, totally. Uh, and I, I think that's, everyone could agree with that because what we have seen not only the course of the last month, but just all season, it's just it's like LSU's got the talent, but it's like they, they don't have enough in certain areas to just, you know, hold, hold a game, save the game, like salvage the win. Cause like you said, the offense was there today. It kept us in it. It, it got us going early. Then, you know, when it, we were behind it, it got us back even, but then I don't know. It just, it's like, it's gotta be all elements, you know, with football, it's offense, defense, special teams with baseball. I think it's pitching, hitting and in your defense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, LSU has been very susceptible with the defense 
Uh, you know, they had a couple moments today. I don't know if it was like a, a game changing thing. I would put that more on, like you said, just the, uh, the cycling through of pitching, but I, I'll say this though. It's like, I don't, I don't think, well, I don't think either team expected to be here today. And I, I think that could go for the majority of the, the 60 field, 64 field tournament, right? Like there were so many uh, home hosting teams that were, you know, basically playing for their right to Omaha tonight, still playing. And, you know, they, all they had to do is went out at, at home and they couldn't. So that's why they're still playing today. Uh, so I, I give LSU plenty of credit for even making it to this game, but you know, it's w- without some, some solid pitching and, you know, it's stuff Jay Johnson said here and there where it's like, we, we have good pitchers and they can definitely show up at times, but you do, you just can't really expect it every single time. So like today when LSU came back and tied it, uh, you know, if they'd have just not had to go down eight to seven heading into the bottom of the ninth, maybe there would have been a little bit more, you know, loose looseness there to where they yeah. could have just, you know, uh, been a little bit more aggressive at the plate. Maybe. I don't know, just something different to where they're not always playing from behind. And I, I think, you know, they, if they would have wrapped this up yesterday, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. So I imagine they were really bummed that they couldn't do that yesterday. And, I, you know, I, I'm not going to say that factors in the pitching, but, uh, you know, just it, it all works against you. Ultimately. I mean, it kind of it does, though, because, you know, yesterday, a pivotal moment um, in that game where we kind of we kind of uh, lost it was when uh, we we balk in a run. Yeah. Like that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the walks today and there's just you can't give up runs. Uh, I saw was it Arkansas was down like four runs and they walked in three with a hit hits batsman. You know, it's like they they came back and made that game a, a three game series. Uh, same with LSU. It's like you can't give up runs like that. And unfortunately, that's, you know, like we've said before, that's our pitching staff, you know, it's, that, yeah. it's, hit, or, it's hit or miss. But we I, I have so much um, aspiration for this team next year, looking at who's coming back and like who's, you know, who did what this year. But uh, I, I know Jay Johnson's looking at it like, oh, man, uh, this is going to be a great team offensively, maybe defensively. But pitching wise, he's, he's starting all over again. You know, we were lucky we found Mikhail Hilliard like in the early part of the season and just no one else joined him. Uh, but you know, if, if he's gone, then, uh, you know, I don't know who else they, they got to find somebody else mid season. Please don't tell me like last time it was what Zach Hess, who was our, like our strong closer and they tried yeah. to turn him into a starter. He ended up finishing as a closer again. Yeah. So I, I hope Jay Johnson will have a better approach to that. Same with our pitching coach. So that that's not the case next year, because with all the talent that's coming back and, you know, whoever else is coming in after this, Oh my goodness! Uh, I I feel like it's it's uh, it, it'd be a ripe season for for the LSU to go deep deeper. I mean, even if they'd have won this, you know, we'd have been what either playing Arizona or Ole Miss at home. Our chances would have been very good, but in Omaha, I don't know. You're right because uh, I, I think ultimately we would have had to play Tennessee again, and they just they seem to have our number, uh, and well, they they seem to have anybody's number. But yeah. I, I think other teams would have just uh outlasted us pitching wise hitting wise whatever the case i don't think i think that's what that's almost one of the reasons why it's not 
it's not a, a total heartbreaker or anything. Right. right I mean, like right. I, I don't think any of us, except for I'll expose myself, except for me, like at the beginning of this season, <laughs> literally the first, the first series, I was like, Oh man, watch out, P- punch your ticket to Omaha. Cause we look so good. <laughs> um, you were this, you were this far off from being right though. I, well, you know what, maybe I, maybe I did know something, but I don't think anybody would have said, especially even going into this regional, like, oh man, LSU's the team to beat. Like we're going to Omaha. If we don't, if we don't win this regional and win the super regional, like that, it's a, that'll, this season's a disappointment. I, I mean, that that's just not, um, you're not being real with yourself. If, if you think LSU was talented enough to, to, or, or not even talent, talent might not be the right word, but was poised and put together enough to be able to make a, make a legitimate run. Um, there's just too many kind of shaky, shaky things, especially like all the stuff we talk about with the pitching um, and the defense, of course, I think the defense got better throughout the year, but that mid season, yeah. you know, throughout the mid season. And that's something that also you cannot, it's something that, that 99% of championship baseball teams, they just don't make errors. Like it's just not an issue. It's not even a, Oh, like, are we getting better? It's, it was never a thing. You know what I mean? Sure. So sure. I, I, think- I would say though, the, 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 uh, just sorry to cut you off, but the, the errors for LSU, it like, yeah, you're right. They went away defensively, but it kind of transitioned to the pitching because we had a lot of like wild pitches, pass balls, stuff yeah. like that box. Like you said, just, it, it kind of transitioned to the pitching arena and LSU gave up some, some runs and some opportunities to get out of some innings that way. No, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause like, thinking back to it like you know i mentioned um like when we were talking about la- uh, the the game on on uh, sunday um y- y- i said you know oh that was the 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 balk was a was a really pivotal moment and that's not the la- that's not the first time that w- on this podcast that we have talked about <laughs> a balk or a bases loaded walk or a hit batter bases loaded or a pass ball like you said being like a turning point in a game for this for LSU this season. Like that's happened multiple times. I, I almost feel like I'm, you know, saying the same thing over and over. So, I mean, you're right. Like the, the air, it's all, it's kind of the stupid things that, that, and, and the best teams don't do that. That's just a given. It's a definite. It's, yeah. it's just like, it's like in football, you know, the best teams don't turn the ball over in 2019. We did not turn the ball over much. So, um, I think that uh, so yeah, this team was never. I don't think this team was was destined, or or we didn't get robbed. This te- this team was not destined to go on to, to play at Omaha. I think you're right though. I, I would imagine right now, as Jay Johnson is uh, you know on the bus or on the plane or whatever, coming back to Baton Rouge. I mean, you got to be checking the transfer portal, checking your recruits, finding as many arms as you can. That's because because you're right. Like as far as batters go. I don't know if we, I don't know if there is a better, uh, you know, better lineup as far as batting order. Mm, no, I mean, you already have, you already have two um, all Americans locked in Dylan Cruz first team. What was Jacob Berry was, was he, he was second, right? Second or third. Yeah. Uh, Although I think yeah. he's gone though. Jacob Berry. Yeah. From uh, what I've heard. Uh, well, if he's, if he's not, I think LSU is still in a good position because Dylan Cruz is coming back. Trey Morgan, you got, uh, is Doty going to be back? Let me see. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. I I'm, I know uh, Drew Bianco is. He's 
he's gone, I think. Yeah, he's gone. Um, he's been but, there for 20 years. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think LSU's got enough talent to build there with. And, you know, this, this is Jay Johnson's team now. So uh, hopefully they can, they can figure something out in the off season. But uh, yeah, man, it's like with the, with the way there were some of these games, it's like just having coming back from Vegas, I still have all these analogies on my mind. It's like playing the, the dumbest bet you could, but it's like, a, like talking about the, you know, the wild pitches and the pass balls. It's like, they did so many of those that were bad that eventually the luck went the other way. What was it yesterday where like a, a ball went by McManus, but it hit the wall perfectly came back to him and he was able to tag a guy out yeah. and come home. So it's like, they did so bad that way that eventually, you know, they had the flip of the luck. So I, I don't know, to me, it just, that just goes to show. It's like, if, if you, if you're like, Oh, uh, you know, you, the dealer gives you 18. It's like, oh, I'm gonna keep trying for that 21. Yeah, eventually you'll get it, but uh, at what cost? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Not that the tires were trying to throw wild pitches or pass balls, but still, point being, it's like it. It was just it was just killing them, killing any opportunity to get out of an inning uh, unscathed. But um, I still think, uh, yeah, it's gonna. It's probably gonna eat a few of us up for a few days thinking about what could have been you know, hosting your Ole Miss or Arizona um, and, you know, then going on to Omaha. But I, I think we, you know, even if we were able to get out of the Super Regional, which I think just having the home field advantage probably would have given us, and it was just would have been, a, you know, it's probably some more good, you know, LSU antics, you know, what I'll that's call That's the it. weird thing about, you know, that's the weird thing about this team, though, is as I thought about it, especially like when we were up and I was, and especially like when, we're, when we were 2-0, and o, and I'm looking forward to, um, you know, like, oh my gosh, we're going to, as I, as I look at like, wow, we're going to be hosting a, uh, we're going to be hosting a super regional. I like our chances. That's how fickle and how like weird this team is where it's like, yeah. you know, yeah, like we're inconsistent and we don't have really good pitching and our bats are, our bats are really good, but we, but the, we make a lot of errors and we could, we, you know, just kind of make stupid mistakes. But at, in a super regional at the box against a, a, an Ole Miss team that's struggled, or a, a, um, an Arizona team that uh, you know, it's not like Arizona was not was not hosting a regional. Like they were also a a um, a lower seeded team in in you know in their regional they played in. Um, you know, I I like our chances. So it's so weird. But that's that's the way that that's just this team. It's a, it's a fickle kind of Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing. Yeah, it's like I feel like there's the the talent deprivation in certain areas will bring them down, but then in other situations, it's like they thrive. Like they scored what? Uh, I mean, just think of the first two the first two wins in the regional. It's like we came from behind. One, it was like we were severely behind. One, we only had to come back. What was it? Four runs. But still, it's like they did it. But but it's like they they had so much talent, and it's like it's 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 it was interesting. The announcers were talking about it. it's like all LSU had to do was just keep getting base hits because sometimes it's like you would love to see a home run and just clear the bases. But you know sometimes that can be a rally killer. Um, obviously not early in the game, but it's like if you're down the last inning or two, if you're down to your like five or three outs, mm-hmm. um, you want to 
keep guys on base and just keep getting hits. Yeah. Just turn that roster over, turn the lineup over. Um, and LSU was able to do that those first two games. You know, it's just, that's what gave us hope. It's like, wow, see these guys are, you know, oh my God, are we building momentum right now? But, um, you know, it, it kind of fizzled out, <laughs> but that's okay because I, I enjoyed the ride. You know, I, yeah. I like I said, I, I feel good looking forward to next year. I enjoyed the ride. It still kind of stings because you feel like, ah, I feel like they could have done more if, you know, if only this and this would have happened. But if we got to Omaha, I feel like that and that would have still been there, you know? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, we would have had to get really talk about luck. Like we would have got, gotten really lucky to compete, to really compete in Omaha and, and you know, compete for a championship. I think that, um, and so I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I think, I think it's good. I think that this season was an improvement from last year. I think the first year of Jay Johnson has proven, you know, Hey, he did what he did kind of what he was brought in to do year one. I mean, he came in, he said, we're going to, we're going to have a a top tier national uh, nationally acclaimed offense. We did. We got some of the, we had some of the best hitters in the country. Like we hit a lot of home runs. We hit a lot of extra base hits. Um, We got hit a lot. (laughs) If they'd have kept, if they'd have made it to Omaha, they might've set the record for hit batsmen in a season, which I don't know why, uh, why this team would, you know, maybe it's just completely random, but like they got hit a lot this year. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, there's so many, there's so many, um, so many good, good players, uh, so many good batters that are trying to pitch around. Mm -hmm. It doesn't surprise me that, you know, that's what happens, but, uh, I mean, I, I do think, like I said, like this is a, he, he brought Jay Johnson brought what he said he was going to bring to this team. And now, you know, we've got one piece. We just need to get, find the other piece, upgrade the pitching. And uh, we'll be, a, I think we'll be a real contender. You look at, and you think about like what Tennessee was last year and now what they are, I'm at, you know, you think about what you can do in one seat in one off season. Um, yeah. I mean, why they, not us? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they look very pro. I mean, I don't think LSU is where Tennessee was last year, but I mean, they could give it, give it another year and they will be. Uh, but yeah, Tennessee looked good, but not, you know, like just completely unbeatable like they are this year. Although uh, their last two games, one against Campbell, who is, you know, I've never even heard of this place, uh, gave him a really good game. And uh, then also Georgia Tech, who they had to come back in the top of the ninth to win. So I, you know, I, I don't know. It's like you, you didn't see any Tennessee's defects until they got to the to the College World Series. But uh, I mean, the last two games, it's like they, it's like they're they're not completely unbeatable. So I, I don't know. Not that LSU would, would have been that those guys, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just interesting because. Uh, like you said, just the, the leap a team can make in a year. Yeah. Um, of course, you got to have those those pieces in place. True. Yeah. Um, but just it, as a whole, it's just crazy to me. It's just watching some of these other games, you know, across the country and all these different uh, regions. Like, just there has been. Well, like I said, this like there was only. I think as of uh, last night, there was only two teams. It was Tennessee and like one uh, Texas A&M were like the only teams. Well, they're out of the SEC anyway. That that uh, like just were in Omaha outright. 
or excuse me, in their super regionals outright. Uh, everybody else is playing today. Um, and I don't know the fact that a lot of these teams are, you know, SEC on the road and they're, you know, they're still putting these teams on their heels. <laughs> that, that says something. I think I saw something where ever since uh, like 2000, the SEC has put three teams, at least three teams in Omaha, 12 times. So you think about that 12 times in 22 years where the SEC was more than a third of the field. That's mm-hmm. just remarkable. Kind of, yeah. you know, just kind of says something right there. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I imagine that's probably going to be the case again this year. Um, and like, again, like we, it was likely we were going to probably play another SEC team if we were to win out and, and host a regional, uh, very likely. So uh, I don't know. I had something, something to think about for next year. Cause it's going to be the same thing then anyway, but I mean, Jay Johnson knows what he's up for. This is what he wanted. Here it is. And you know, let's see what he can do. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm excited. Let, let's, you know, on to next year, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I will say it's a lot of high scoring games too. Yeah. Right. That you've noticed. It just seems unreasonable. Like Georgia, I think set a sec record for margin of victory in a tournament game. They won what? I think it was 24 to one or 25 to one. It was just crazy. And uh, I think Auburn opened their regional with like an 11 run first inning. It's just crazy stuff. They so juice, they I juice the balls. Yeah, that's are you going there? Are you sorry? Are you saying that for real? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know about uh college as much. You know, that's like a huge thing in MLB. I know. Like well, all they the changed, pitchers changed the ball, right? They they they, the they confirmed they changed it, but it's like, is it juiced? Is it not? And and then they then they they changed it again to where um something about like and the big conspiracy is they wanted to, they were kind of messing around with um, like base salaries for players. So they were like, they wanted to, what did they want to do? They wanted, Oh, it was pitching pitchers. Pitchers were like getting the best of hitters. So they juiced the ball. So that way uh, like pitching free agency salaries would go down something like that. That's what I think was it Trevor Bauer or a, a, a famous pitcher, like was like, wow. this is totally what happened. But anyways, of course I, watched the whole, would say that. I know. Right. Um, I watched the whole thing about it, but who knows? Maybe they are juicing the balls. I don't know. Did you see that video? It was uh it was of Alex Lang throwing like some split seam fastball or something. Did you see that video? It looked like he was throwing a freaking wiffle ball. It, it like traveled like a foot from left to right when it left his hand. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It's crazy. It looks like I, I feel like I'm watching some doctor video, but supposedly I'm not. But it just how his fastball just kind of it just tails outward uh, when it starts in. Unbelievable. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what else is left to say. I, I think we're you know, an agreement on, uh, you know, what, what about this team? It's like they provided a lot of excitement for us, but, you know, they also showed us long ago, you know, why they may not make it to Omaha or at least not win it. And, you know, it, I don't, I don't think anything really changed, but, uh, you know, God bless them. It's a very, very talented team and looking forward to, to next season, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and there really wasn't much else. I mean, I know LSU was hosting some camps this week. Uh, a lot of guys coming down 
I think some got offers. Some were just, you know, oh, I had a great time at the camp. I really, you know, posting their videos. God bless these guys in their hustle. Because, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, you got to help recruit yourself at some point. Make your own videos. Uh, good for them. And I don't know. I don't think it's nothing really, I don't know, uh, radio worthy was, you know, worth mentioning other than just, bunch of guys came to LSU and uh, got some exposure. LSU got some some looks on some guys in state that hopefully Brian Kelly can keep in state uh, when it comes time for them to commit. But I don't know, Tom, you're, I mean, you're the, the only one that's kind of holding down the fort in Baton Rouge. Was there, was there anything else that came out? I know school's out, but anything going on in campus worth a mention? I mean, right now, Baton, Baton Rouge is pretty much dead. Like, yeah, there's absolutely. no one's around here. Yeah, and, and I mean, especially now with now with uh baseball you know officially over it's it's the dog days in in baton rouge right now so i feel like uh you know all eyes are gonna be on football it's coming up less than 100 days we'll we'll keep the uh we know we'll start to trickle out with more of that content now that we can totally focus on football because that's that's all we got now um so stay tuned for that but i feel like that's that's about it for today yeah, right on. Uh, I would like to mention, since you mentioned it, um, while I was in Vegas, I said I was going to put down a couple, you know, friendly wagers. I did. I put one down on the Tigers to win it all and one down on the Saints. I thought it was interesting, though. I think the Tigers were, I want to say they were like a 60 to 1 odd. Saints were more like 35 to 1. Hmm. Like, but either way, it's like I, I – I was looking at other wagers. Don't get me wrong. I was I was trying to see what Caleb Williams was going to be at um, for the Heisman and you know a couple other you know just kind of side bets, but none of it was really worth it to me to put down what I wanted to put down to come back to Vegas to collect. Yeah, within 180 days, you know. Yeah. Um, but the, the the bet on the Tigers and the Saints was definitely worth it, I think. So we'll, we'll see. Um, but I think LSU, yeah, like I said, 60 to one. Uh, Saints 35. They had Caleb Williams at plus 450 on the Heisman. I just thought, well, if I put down 100 bucks, yeah, 450 is not really worth it to go back to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. You know? uh, that's barely going to cover the plane at this point. But um, anyway, yeah, I mean, that's all I had. If you got nothing else, then uh, I guess we could probably toss it to our buddy Daniel, who's going to be uh, giving us his segment uh, recorded from from Dublin, Ireland. That's uh, Yeah, I know. It's probably horrible. Uh, but uh, Daniel from Dublin, Ireland. And so I'm going to toss it to you, Daniel, and uh, take it away. Hello again, LSU Tiger fans. This is Talking Tigs. I'm your host, Daniel Zollinger, podcasting again solo uh, from Europe. This time I'm not in England, but I'm very close in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, Unfortunately, LSU did not have the luck of the Irish this past week at the NCAA Baseball Regionals as their season came to an end against Southern Miss. But I'm here by myself uh, to give you my thoughts on the regional and a little bit about the season as a whole. And I'm sure my uh, comrades, Tommy and Scott, will be doing a great breakdown of their own. Uh, So whether I'm before or after them, stay tuned. Uh, We appreciate you listening. But LSU, like I said, uh, baseball season and the LSU athletics program as a whole has kind of wrapped up their 2021-2022 year. Um, This time in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, LSU came in as the number two seed in Southern Miss's house 
And things were looking pretty good for a while, but uh, fell apart in the end, losing two straight to the Golden Eagles to drop out uh, by one run and not make it to the Super Regionals. Uh, it started off pretty well, our first matchup against Kennesaw State. Um, LSU, given their history and the uh, funds dedicated to each program, definitely favored in that regard. And we took a, a big win against them. It was 14-11. to 11. It took a 10-run eighth inning to, to knock them out, uh, but the, the bats were on display for both teams, really. Uh, home runs left, right, and center. And LSU just showed a little bit of a clutch factor. Kale um, Hilliard didn't have his best outing, um, but kept us in long enough for the relievers to clean it up, especially Devin Fontenot. So we were off on the right foot and going into the winner's bracket final against Southern Miss. And then there, um, once again, they showed their ability to, to tough out a close game, winning 7-6 in the 10th inning, um, as we were, we were down by quite a few and then scored four in the ninth inning, uh, including a uh, K. Doty home run and a Dylan Cruz home run, and then one in the tenth um, to to win that game and, and move to the finals. So things were were very rosy for LSU. We had shown already that we could beat Southern Miss. All we had to do was win one out of the last two games, and we'd be on to the Super Regionals. Uh, unfortunately, Southern Miss had uh, other things to say about that as they came back from beating Kennesaw State in the loser's bracket, and they were hungry for the rematch um, in the their first elimination game. And that one, it was kind of all Southern Miss. Um, by this point, we had reached the the problem that we had been talking about on this podcast for weeks now, which is the fact that we had relatively little depth in starting pitching um, and kind of a revolving door of relievers who were kind of hit or miss. So we had used Mikhail Hilliard for game one, and Ty Floyd for game two. So those were our only really two reliable starters. And then at this point we used, um, excuse me, Sam Dutton to start the game. He only went two innings. And then a, a bunch of guys after that, Blake Money finishing it out with one inning in relief. Uh, he was a guy that we had used as a starter at the beginning of the season. But I think due to some injuries and uh, other kind of not so great performances, he was a bit, removed from those duties and put into relief. So we really could have used more out of the starters there. And the, the Golden Eagles took advantage of our pitchers and uh, hung eight runs on us, and we couldn't match their bats. So that was definitely worrying because our two starters had already been used up, bullpen showing weakness, and then we had to face them again the next day on Monday in the afternoon decider. Uh, and that one, we, we brought Mikhail Hillier back on short rest uh, since he had only pitched three days before and he put in five, uh, only three innings, um, allowing two earned runs. So that's okay by him. Uh, you got to kind of tip the hat to at least be able to, to come back out on short rest and, and give your best for your team as a guy in his last season. Uh, and then after that, it was a whole bunch of relievers, Paul Gervais, Jacob Hasty, Devin Fondneau, Bryce Collins, Trent Wittmeyer, and Eric Razelman all coming through and basically everybody letting uh, – runs across the plate. Uh, we couldn't really get a steady hold on them. And uh, Southern Miss was just kind of scoring regularly to to pull it out to a seven-run lead. Or not seven-run lead, but seven runs total. But then um, in the in the eighth inning, LSU uh, thankfully kept the bats going, and we scored one to tie it up seven to seven. Uh, we were looking like it was going to be a repeat of the first matchup going into extra innings. But then uh, Southern Miss got the, the bases loaded, 
and with the fly out sacrifice fly, they um, got their one run they needed to take a, the lead, and we couldn't match that. So LSU goes down in a bit of tragic fashion. Definitely very disappointing uh, for all the Tiger fans who were eager to see LSU go on to the Super Regional. It was a bit especially bitter because uh, in the regional that was matched up against us, the Miami one, uh, Miami had been knocked out, and Ole Miss actually won that regional. So uh, we would have hosted them in Baton Rouge for the Super Regional against one of our biggest rivals uh, who we lost the series to earlier in the season. Um, and then that would have been very cool to to see it come back and have a chance to go to Omaha against the Rebels. But it's all for naught, so it's a it's an all-Mississippi Super Regional between Ole Miss and Southern Miss. Uh, and so the, the season wraps up. It was, a, like we've been saying, really up and down. Um, some big wins, big sweeps, especially at Vanderbilt, and then big losses as well. The whole season kind of marked by uh, a really good offense, power and average. Uh, Dylan Cruz, Kay Doty, uh, Jacob Berry all driving in run after run, but also plagued by inconsistent starting pitching. Uh, and then uh, a bullpen that never really could quite establish its identity down the stretch and often being forced into bad situations because of that starting pitching. Uh, Mikhail Hilliard, the MVP on the pitching side, um, throwing, I think, the most innings and the most consistent performances. Uh, and Ty Floyd as well doing okay, but nobody else really kind of making their mark on the mound. Uh, behind the plate, obviously, like I mentioned, Dylan Cruz and Jacob Berry had excellent seasons. Uh, Cruz was named the co-SEC player of the year uh, and named a first-team All-American. And Jacob Berry was a second-team All-American as well. So he definitely lived up to the billing uh, as a transfer over from Arizona. And he'll likely be a high draft pick next year. Cruz will be sticking around for one more. So really got to enjoy that. And so kind of put the, the swan song on his LSU career, which some people already online are calling uh, one of LSU's best all time, which at this point is is pretty well deserved. He was, I think, third in the country in home runs over the past two seasons. Uh, so that's kind of that um, for LSU baseball as they, they move into the off season. Jay Johnson's first season finishes. Um, he he did eclipse the forty win mark as they um, tapped out to a total record of forty and twenty two. Uh, so he hit he hit that benchmark. Um, I think it's okay, but the expectations going into the season were kind of Omaha or bust given the amount of talent we had coming back and the transfers that he did pull in. So it's uh, a bit of a letdown in that regard. I think if we would have at least made the Super Regionals coming out of Hattiesburg, then people would have kind of accepted that. Um, but given this kind of bitter end to the, the season, it's, it's a bit tough to swallow. And uh, nobody's coming for Jay Johnson's head at this point but I think we could have made a little bit more of what we had um, next season or going back to what I was just saying, like we had pitchers that we used last year, like Grant Helmers, uh, Javen Coleman, they, they made impacts deep in the postseason, and they were basically never even seen this year. So it's, it's hard to say where, where these guys were, whether they were injured or whether uh, Jay Johnson just thought he had better options, but um, Tiger fans were eager to see these people work and it just never really materialized. So he'll have a lot to build on in his second year, and hopefully uh, we'll only be building up to Super Regionals, the College World Series, uh, and beyond. So with that, uh, we go into kind of the big off season for LSU sports and this podcast as a whole in the dog days of summer. 
uh, episode 150 coming up rapidly for our podcast, which I'm very excited about. And I'm excited to be hopefully back in the studio with my co-hosts coming up in the next week or two. Uh, so until then, I hope everyone has a great time. Uh, cheerio from Ireland uh, and good luck to you all. And good night, Tiger fans. All right. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, good to hear from you across the pond. Get back safe. And uh, we can uh, reconvene next week to discuss you know, what lies ahead for LSU in baseball, football, basketball, everything. Because, I don't know, I feel like there's a, a lot of potential for all of them moving forward. Uh, but until then, uh, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you again next time on Talking Tunes.